WebmasterRadio.fm. Make an impact on your interactive marketing through performance, advertising, community outreach, and technology. Be captivated by the people who are leading the wave of change in the online marketplace. This is who AdTech is. Your weekly radio show. Get behind the scenes with industry giants. Be privy to the insider track. Witness the newest technologies. Make sure you're in the scene each week with AdTech Connect. You're connected now with your host. Hello, this is Susan Bratton. I'm your host today and uh, I chair AdTech, the conference for digital marketing. And boy, I'll tell you, I am jealous. I'm officially jealous. Brandy has a fabulous theme song. I love it. I don't even know who cut that song, but Brandy, what a fine wife you would be. You know, love it. There are no good songs about Susan that I'm aware of. And now, I was already jealous of Katie Kempner, if you're listening to her show. She's got this fabulous kind of hip-hop, rappy intro. Hmm. I have to talk to Darren and Brandy about that. I've been listening to podcasts recently, all kinds of them, downloading them from iTunes and Webmaster Radio. And there's some crappy stuff out there. So it's given me even more incentive to do a great job for you and to dig out some interesting tidbits that you can use and that potentially will delight you. Uh, We have a couple of people on the show today that are personally interesting to me. We're going to talk to Giovanni Gallucci. I met Giovanni Gallucci last week at the Impact Show in Florida. Um, We did a 10-city road show of one-day ad techs, and those ad techs were focused on key metrics for marketers. And so Giovanni Gallucci, who is one of the managing directors of uh, Kinetic Results, which is a search marketing company, I would say maybe even a search technology company. We'll get into that later. Uh, He sat down with me. I was doing live interviews uh, from the show floor, and uh, he sat down with me, and we were chatting, you know, what do you think of Impact? How's your world? And he was fascinated. And uh, so I called him up and I said, we've got to get you on the show, Giovanni. So he'll be here with us today. And let's hope to hell he's as interesting this week as he was last. I'll do my best. Um, And then if we can find him, we've been looking for him, Dilip Da Silva. He's uh, the founder of Tribal Fusion. And he was supposed to go first, but he must have forgotten to turn on his cell phone. So if he gets here, we're going to give him a lot of shit. And then we're going to learn all about him. Um, I will tell you about a couple of things that are coming up while we wait. First one is that uh, it's like two weeks out until AdTech San Francisco. The cool thing about AdTech San Francisco is that we actually uh, have moved it. You know, we've always tried to have this kind of intimate feeling for the ad tech shows, you know, real kind of trade show experience, uh, and we've always done them in hotels, only we were going to have to blow out the walls on any hotel in San Francisco because the damn thing got so big. So we've moved to Moscone, and for those of you who don't know San Francisco well, that's our big convention center, and um, they, all the big high-tech shows, you know, Apple World and, you know, Netcom and all those things are held at this, uh, at this event. So... For whoever's going, when you walk on the show floor, you're going to see like a real live grown-up trade show. And uh, that's exciting. I'm going to take my camera because it's, uh, it's been 10 years of ad tech now. This is our 10th year. It's, I guess it's technically our 11th year. I've always had a little difficulty with that whole math thing. We started in 1996. It's 2006. But technically, we've been operating for 11 years. And uh, so uh, big time. We've hit the big time. We'll see how everybody does with their booths. I'm anxious to see if uh, some of the companies actually put together anything that feels, you know, grown up and not just pop up. I want grown up, not pop up for booths. We'll see. Uh, So that's coming up. And of course, I know the market's hot because I probably get 20 or 30 emails and phone calls a day uh, of people who'd like to speak at the Ad Tech San Francisco in two weeks. And God, I've already finished planning the Chicago show, and we're working on New York now. So I just say, if you want to speak, come talk. Come hang out at the show. We'll look forward to that. Well, we have Giovanni on the line. I'm going to bring him on this morning, and we're going to find out what's going on with Giovanni and Texas and search marketing. Are you there, man? I am here. I was actually uh, wanting to know if I could speak at the San Francisco ad <laughs> No way. But but your buddy, your partner in crime, the man of that I love, Kevin Ryan, is, of course, going to be speaking there. So will that be a Absolutely. good start? That'll be a fantastic start. We, we trust them to, to take care of us. Giovanni, I'm so glad you were on the phone this morning, man. Apparently, we can't find Dillip and we can't find Scott. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm mean, going to take if it I'm personally, at, soon. Yeah, if I'm not at a show, I'm, I'm in the office, so you can always catch me here. I love that. Now, for listeners, tell, tell everybody where your office is. Uh, we are in Dallas, Texas, and uh, we have uh, our, our main office in uh, Manhattan and New York City. 
And in Dallas, Texas, are you, you, you sound like a Texan. Are you a, a, a native Texan? I am a native Texan. I was born on the, on the Rio Grande border, and, and I've slowly, it's taken me uh, about 30 years to migrate as far north as Dallas, but I'm, I'm getting more and more cultured as I, as, I, as I come north. So did you grow up playing in the river? Uh, actually, you know, that's funny. I actually did, and, and I have many tales of uh, getting in trouble because we were uh, playing in, in the river and doing uh, dumb adolescent stuff like uh, throwing inner tubes in the river and having your friend hop in a pickup truck and, and, and drive down the river while we were in the inner tube. Because the river's wide and flat and there's a road along the edge? Absolutely. Absolutely. That sounds like a lot of fun. The, the, it was a lot of fun. Very stupid, but a lot yeah. of fun. Now, what's that river like? Is it muddy? Is it clear? What's it like? It depends. I mean, there's different areas depending upon how the flow goes, uh, that, that the water's a lot clearer and, and cleaner. And, of course, you know, whenever there's a big rainstorm, it gets all, all the muck comes up to the top. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it depends on the time of the year, and it depends on how much water's in the river. Now, you're too hot not to be married. Some woman snatched you up already. Is that right? Oh, heavens to Betsy. Well, I'm... I'm I'm flushed now. Um, yes, I. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a late bloomer, I guess. But yeah, I got married uh, a, a, about eight years ago. Well, that's not and, too late. Uh, How old are you? Uh, I'm 34. Oh my God, that's hardly late. That's early. Oh, is it? You know, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I guess it's not terribly. I feel old though. Well, see, you're my kind of guy. You're technical. You're super smart, and you're tall and handsome. So what do wow. you love? Wow. Well, we'll we'll do we'll do these once a week. This is great. <laughs> I love it. Now, do you have any children? Uh, yes, I have a, a, an amazing three-year-old and an amazing six-year-old girl. Uh, they are the best things in, in, in the whole world to me, and they run me into the ground every day. So you have two girls? Yes. So you're surrounded by women? Oh, absolutely. I, 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 I control nothing in the home. That's why I, I try to uh, come up to work and pretend like I'm in charge, because when I go home, I am absolutely not in charge. I'm, <laughs> I'm an absolute servant. What are you going to do when your girls are starting to do the stupid shit that you did when you were a kid? You know, uh, we, my, Shannon and I have already, and it's funny because as an adolescent, Shannon was a lot wilder than I was. And it's, in the relationship, she's the one that's kind of quiet and type B and I'm type A. Mm -hmm. But um, on, on Grace's 13th, 13th birthday or before, we will purchase a two-story house with bars on the windows. <laughs> she, Shannon knows all future. the tricks. <laughs> she, knows to, uh, she knows what to check. I mean, she's, you know, she, she definitely is, is one step ahead of, of the girls, and so there, there will not be the, uh, the, the parental mistakes that, that – uh, that she saw because she said it was awfully easy for her to get out and do whatever she wanted to whenever she was a teenager, and she won't make the, the same mistakes as a, as a parent. Well, good luck, Heinz. I, I don't know. I, I don't believe <laughs> no, that's going to happen. It. I think your girls are going to be hellions, but good luck with that. Yeah, you know, it's you know, let, let, let us uh, let us kid ourselves right now so we feel good about it. Exactly. So <laughs> we'll get into kinetic results and all that stuff. But here, here's my burning question of the day: What, okay. for God's sakes? Is a swicky buzz cloud. A swicky buzz cloud is an. I can't believe you have an answer to this. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, it's an amazing technology. And, and I met the president of Eureka back at SES New York. Uh, Kevin and I sat down with him at the, at the bar in the Hilton, and we and fortunate enough to, to have a couple hours with this guy. Um, essentially, they've got, they've got a, a, a search engine technology that so is transparent. So Eureka is a company. Excuse me? Eureka is the company that's Eureka, the progenitor yeah. e of the Swiggy Buzz Cloud. E-U-R-E-K-E-S-T-E-R, -E -E I think. All right. Um, and basically, their, their technology runs the, runs the search on an awful lot of, of household name brands, and I don't want to I don't want to say any right now because for the fear that I might get them get them incorrect. But um, if you go to the Eureka website, you can see what their client list is. All right. And essentially, what they do is is they allow you to go and build a build a, a Swiki BuzzCloud search engine text box for your website, and you can go in there and specifically specifically design which websites you want this thing to search. So, if you're CBS Sports, for instance, you can go in there and add a search toolbar for our, our search text box for the CBS Sports website, and have it search all the CBS owned properties plus vendor properties, um, any kind of clients that CVS may have or, or 
different internet properties that they think are valuable for the users, but then the obvious thing is they can keep out ESPN, NBC Sports, and those types of things. The Buzz Cloud itself is a simple graphical representation of what searches are being done from that text box. And I think it's a, it's, it's a very simple... Is it data visualization? A, a Buzz Cloud of data visualization? Absolutely. And, and it's right. a very elegant and very simple solution to something. I, I love the simplicity of glancing at that, that, that Buzz Cloud and knowing what's hot at any given time on a, on a website. But don't you get that anyway? I mean, all right, so let me... See, this is always really good for me to ask questions about technology because I, I mm-hmm. hardly know anything. So I ask the really, really basic questions. What, <laughs> so what you're telling me is that this is a, a new kind of a search algorithm or mechanism that you can put on your site. Let's say you're a publisher, right? Mm-hmm. And you put this capability on your site, and mm-hmm. it watches the searches that are happening on your site and gives you a data visual- visualization of the things that people are searching, kind of like Yahoo's buzz metrics or, you know, they were like the, very, the first ones who did that on yes. search, but this is for your site, for your stuff. Is that what for it, it is? For your individual site, exactly. And, and, it's, and it can, it's, it's not branded, so, you know, you, you, the user doesn't understand that this is coming from somewhere else. And it's more of, you know, the Yahoo data visualization solution, I mean, pretty much people inside the industry know about that and use that. This is something that is geared specifically for the consumer. And it's live data, it's updated live, and they have reporting analytics on the back end. So as a user, um, when, you know, when I put it on the client's website on one of our own websites, anytime somebody does a search, if I choose to, I can have a report sent to me or I can have it sent daily or weekly or monthly. Well, all right. So I understand that I'm getting reports on what, what I'm searching on. Is that mm-hmm. all it is? Is just... Just it's it's information. What's, it's what's information, yeah, and, and it's it's a user, it's a search user interface for the consumer. Basically, is is what you're seeing on a site when you see it. Okay. And on the back end, now there, there's there's an awful lot of, of of technology on the back end that allows them to go out and they're actually crawling and indexing different websites, storing that information on their own servers. So when you go in and define other websites that are say inside your network or your family of similar topics that aren't competing for, for, yeah. your, for your consumer. Yeah. You know, they have the technology back there to be crawling and indexing all this information and then returning result sets back for you. So it's essentially your very own Yahoo or Google or MSN search on your website, but you get to dictate the terms and the websites that are being searched on it. Okay, and then that's the Swiki, really the, the Swiki itself is just a nice interface that, the, that, that you know, it, it, it may be passe in 12 months, but right now it's pretty cool to look at. And what's a, I know what a wiki is. So what's a swiki? Is it a search wiki? Is that what that means? Uh, I don't know what I don't know where they came up with that. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that is proprietary or that's something they just came up with at, at Eureka's um, or what the difference between a swiki and, and a wiki is. Now my my thought is is that you know like TypePad puts these things out and they're basically widgets. They're the little pieces of oh, yeah. of code that have functionality that you can slap on your website very easily with you know hopefully no geeks involved. Well, I see. I like having geeks involved. <laughs> well, you're rare. I love Most of the folks that I deal with don't. <laughs> now, let me, let's talk about widgets. I want to get back mm-hmm. to consumer search functionality because that's fascinating for everyone because we're all searchers, and not everybody gives a crap about the specifics of search marketing, but everybody that, uses mm-hmm. search. So we'll come back to that. But um, the, the widgets, what widgets do you have on your desktop? I have very little. I'm kind of a minimalist. Are and, you? Uh, Use a PC yeah, or a Mac. And, what, what kind of a man are you? Uh, excuse me. PC or Mac man? Oh, I've got both. <laughs> I like that. And, All right. And you actually, too. I'm I'm shopping for the new MacBook Pro, so I can have both in one machine now. Are you going to wait till it comes out with the Intel chipset, the little one, or are you going to get the big one? What are you getting? Well, I'm going to get the one that they have out right now. It's just a matter of me, you know, getting the time because in order for me to go and make the purchase, I've got to, you know, I've got to understand that it's going to take me a week to transfer everything over into it and. And stuff like that, but on my, on my uh, in my office here, I've I've actually got a PowerBook and a a PC sitting on my desk, and I interchange between both of them. Yeah, that's what I do too. Um, I'm waiting for the little lap the little laptop to come out that has yeah. an Intel microprocessor. So I'm just yeah, I, I just I, bought a Mac Mini though. I love that thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I like everything they put out, and 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 I I usually have to have the bigger laptops because if I'm 
whenever I'm, you know, especially outside the office, I don't know if I'm going to get a call to do development or, you know, even though I'm kind of the operations guy here, I do a lot of, of new media creation, video editing and stuff like that, so I usually have to get the thing that breaks your back. Gotcha. All right, so going back to widgets, you're a minimalist. You don't have, you don't have really any. I'll, I'll tell no. you my widget story for the day, which is that I have one of those weather widgets, mm-hmm. and uh, it's had little raindrops on it for, I don't even know how many days, right? I mean, I've come mm-hmm. and gone. I've gone to Fiji. I've gone to Washington, D.C. I've to see the cherry blossoms. I've gone to uh, Fort Lauderdale where I met you to see mm-hmm. the uh, impact show. And every time I come back, my little widget has raindrops on it. And today, <laughs> lo and behold, I have a sunshine. Wow. So I'm hoping that California is finally going to get back to its sunshine. So I like my weather widgets. But um, yeah, hopefully. Talk, let's talk about search from a consumer perspective, I personally don't feel like search has innovated terribly much for me. There, there hasn't been a lot of trickle-down effect for me as a consumer. I'm still mm-hmm. going to Google and clicking on if I want Google Images or Google Local. I mean, some of the mapping stuff's been nice. But what do you think about the, the consumer capabilities of search right now? And do you think that we're going to see evolution shortly? Has there been like, do you think we've seen a lot of evolution? Do you think there's about to be some evolution or do you think it's going to still be years before anything changes significantly? Well, I, the, the technology is there and I think the evolution is going on. I, I think the issue is the adoption. I mean, if, if you want to go out and, and have, you know, a search for a specific type of of, of uh, subject matter and be- become.com. I, I met those guys in New York SES as well. What's their you know, they've what got a, Become, B-E-C-O-M-E. Uh-huh, B-E-C-O-M-E. Okay. What do they the do? .com. And essentially it's, it's, a, it's a comparison search engine for electronics. Um, oh, it works uh-huh. very so well. Specific. Yes. All right. Um, works very well. I mean, I, I think the issue is is that when you look at the average consumer, nobody, I mean, everyone's, everyone just does Google. So um, I think the evolution is there, and, and, and people are, are developing this stuff. You've got, you've got great local search technologies out there. I mean, we were here in the office yesterday chatting with Google, and they were showing us you know, the integration into Google Earth with, with advertising, and this stuff's amazing. But when you look at Joe Consumer or Joanne Consumer out there, I just don't see them firing up Google Earth and, and kicking off a search on Google Earth. And I think from a technology standpoint, that stuff really, you know, really turns me on because there's so much great technology. Yeah. But, you know, everybody's got to get over the Google speed bump. And I, and I, don't, I, don't, see where, I don't see where or when that's going to happen. They've got, so much, they've got such a command of the market right now with, with their brand recognition. But until Google messes up, and doesn't give people what they want in a reasonable fashion. I, you know, I think a lot of these these vertical searches and these other, you know, subject matter specific type of searches, they're all they're they're going to be niches forever, and they may have you know 002 percent of the market somewhere, and they may be able to be profitable. Um, but you know, I think technology is there, and the evolution's happening, and there's some great stuff going on. I just I, the the adoption I think is going to be the the issue for everybody. Well, don't you think that Become.com is just planning to get acquired by Google? Well, and, and that could be that could be exactly it. Um, you know, it's it's interesting that that uh, you chat with a lot of these folks, and depending upon who you talk to, you talk to engineers, and they're they're passionate, and their their love is about the technology, and they don't think about that stuff. Of course, you talk to business strategists, and, and that's exactly it. The intention is. I found somebody that has the know-how to build the technology. I'm going to get the business behind them and help them fund it so they can continue to evolve it, and then someone's going to eventually pick us up. The problem is is that with the become.com, you know, there may be 10 people out, out there developing a similar technology, and right now there's four major players, you know, Ask, Microsoft, Yahoo, and Google, that are real potential buyers that could, that could, that could really have a dramatic impact on, some, uh, on one of these smaller companies' lives. Why do you think Ask is why, why do you put ask in that category? I've never actually heard anybody put ask in that category of, like you said, top four. I would always say top three. Why ask? Yeah, it's like? funny because Kevin says top two. Te- te- Kevin refers to MSN as, as a second tier, which, which makes my heart sad because I'm a Microsoft evangelist. Um, right, you've, but, you've done all that Microsoft training and stuff I read on your bio. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's in my blood. Yep. Um, but um, I put ask up there because they have amazing technology. And you know they are really? the fourth one. They are the fourth one in the in, in the market right now because they're they're gaining more market share than anybody else. Oh, that's um, but 
But you know, they they just have. I think they have. I think they've definitely got the best search engine out there right now. Well, let's let's come back and talk some more about that stuff. Um, will you uh, let me go to a commercial break and come back? Okay, great. All right, let's go to a commercial break. Stand by, and we'll bring you back and talk some more. And uh, we'll great. be right back. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. Here you go. Who are these people? Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2Pads.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2Pads.com. P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. Increase your organization's bottom line with unique, highly effective, permission-based email solutions from Exact Target. Now, discover why more than 4,000 organizations worldwide rely on Exact Target's on-demand software for strengthening customer relationships and controlling email throughout their enterprise. Get superior technology and support for bottom line business impact with Exact Target. Visit www.exacttarget.com today. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. $6 million, $2.2 million, $4.4 billion, $6 million. Then just kick an ass with domain name. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. Money, Monty. And uh, what, what's, uh, what's been your highest domain name sale? How much money was it for? It was approximately $144,000. About 150 grand. That's right. Okay, great. You have had eBay by rent.com and shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. Be the master of your domain. Monty. Literally, probably 90 days after buying it uh, for $80,000, Interbrew bought it for $7 million. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for $3.4 million. It was the most valuable asset that they had, $6 million or $10 million on a domain name. When we sold autos.com for $2.2 million, people thought it was nuts, too. <laughs> domain Masters, only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, it's Susan. Okay, so you know how I was whining at the beginning of the show that Katie Kempter got her cool hip-hop song, and Brandy had a famous song named after her. So my husband told me during the break that um, he would find me a really cute song. Isn't that so sweet? Because um, he's the inventor of Rhapsody. I get to brag a little bit. I don't know if you know Rhapsody, because everyone knows iTunes, but it's the uh, the kind of original um, legal music service uh, from Real Networks. He sold it to Real Networks, and... Uh, He's going to search on there and find me a Susan song. I'm so excited. That's true love, isn't it? So we have Giovanni back on, I hope. Are you there? I'm here. Awesome. Let's talk some more about surf, search stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about kind of vertical search and whether or not, um, you know, could, whether or not whoever, the top four, the top two, you know, they'll go out and buy some of these companies and integrate them, right? But it yes. still seems like that's just a search box for a phrase. What Mm -hmm. other... And come on, Giovanni, I know you're like a big ethereal thinker. You're just very celestial in your (laughs) approach to the tech universe. So what 
what kinds of things can we expect in the future of search? Well, I mean, I, I'm thinking that the biggest, the biggest things we're going to see, and in, 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 during the break I kind of thought about this, I mean, two of the biggest areas that, that I think search verticals are, are already effective and will, will continue to be are going to be in entertainment and in travel. Okay. Uh, travel search, because obviously. Because it's still vertical, right? Oh, absolutely. All right. Um, you know, and so, you know, th- those I think are already very, you know, successful. Uh, shopping search is one that's very successful. Um, I think the local will be wrapped up. I think I think the, the biggest market gains you're going to see in types of platforms of technology are going to be mobile. I mean, we're already a decade behind Europe and Asia mm-hmm. when it comes to the way we use our mobile phones. We're just now getting, in the last 12 months, real broadband on handsets. Um, we're looking at, you know, things like the origami coming out. You know, that's not going to have a lot of What's that one? Origami? Or the, the Microsoft origami platform, which is essentially the, the, a combination between a handheld and a full functional laptop. Um, oh, yeah. okay. they, they typically have about five to seven inch screens. And, you know, it's, it's a very compelling, you know, product, but, you know, it's not going to have wide adoption, but it's going to be another platform that's out there. And the folks that will be using origamis, uh, a lot like, you know, tablet PCs that are being used in specific verticals like legal and medical and law enforcement. You know, there's going to be a very specific demographic that people are want, going to want to target for those. Um, some of the interesting things that, that, that I've had discussions with um, are, are going to, and this is kind of search, kind of not, but when you get into new media, things like podcasts and video podcasts and social networking and things like that, blog searches, you know, the whole idea of having these Web 2.0 type of Internet websites and properties and initiatives where consumers are building these essentially empires with, with, with nobody else's help but their own and creating the MySpaces of the world and, and these other types of websites, those are very specific demographics that people want to be aware of, and the search engines have responded by blogs.google.com, blog search on Yahoo. Um, I'm surprised that Microsoft doesn't have a specific technology for that, but Technorati, iTrocket, you know, the engines are responding to what's happening out in the marketplace, and right now I think the biggest areas you want to look for are going to be on mobile and and alternative-type platforms and in the um, consumer-driven types of, of, of Internet Technologies and internet websites that that are coming up that you know a lot of the big media and traditional media houses really don't know how to you know how to address those types of things because it's it's completely new and it's, it's pretty unwieldy. Let me ask you a couple questions now. You've, you went on a little rant there. I'm yeah. gonna break it down. Break it down. It reminds me break of Shrek. I love Shrek. All right, <laughs> mobile. You, I know you know. I know you watch Shrek because you got some girls, right? Oh yeah. They love that. Um, <laughs> Mobile search. I've got Google mm-hmm. on my phone. What else is there? Um, well, you, you've got mobile solutions that, that are from the other three, uh, uh, fr- from the other two um, search engines, Yahoo and MSN. I, and I, I would assume that Ask does. I'm not sure if they do or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yeah, the, but the, the what, origami it's type, type stuff. It's type in a word and get a result. Is that? Exactly. So I think my fundamental question is: Is there anything beyond type in a word and get a result? Is there anything there that is location-specific real-time results. All right. So and location is the little piece into the search stew on mobile. That makes sense. And so you're sitting on, you know, you, you've gone to Manhattan for a week vacation, and you've got your broadband phone, and you're standing in Times Square, and you want to find Indian food. And you type in Indian food, and the browser on your cell phone not only sends you a result setback for Indian food, but the GPS functionality inside the phone is fed over to Google or MSN or Yahoo, and based upon your GPS, not typing in a zip code because you're on vacation, you don't know what zip code you're in. Exactly. The phone sends it to you, and it tells you walk three blocks north and two blocks west, and there's your, your closest Indian food restaurant. I really like the Indian food choice because Indian food's my favorite food. Is it yours? Oh, cool. Uh, it, I, I try a lot of different things. Shannon, make sure that I don't just live on quarter pounders of cheese. Thank God. That's good. Sounds like you have a sweetheart of a wife. Yeah, she All right, takes so, care of me. Uh, <laughs> we have um, mobile search. That's fine. And I, I get the whole podcast blog search mm. 
thing, right? It's still, they're still vertically dependent. How long do you think, we've got about five minutes left, you and me. Okay. Now, I'd like, I want you to come back and say, oh, shit, I had so many things to ask you. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to get to your blog. I want, so let's leave a little bit of time to talk about your blog and some of the, the uh, podcasting that you're doing so people can hear okay. more about you if they want to after we're done today. But just answer this one final question about the future of search, and that is, we've got all this vertical stuff. And we've got the type in a question in a little box and get an answer. Mm-hmm. When, I'll give you an example. Simply Hired is a company that I've become aware of, and they actually go out and they crawl all the search engines for job listings. And then, so they've mm-hmm. become kind of the, the Google of job listings, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter whether you're, in, you're a become.com or you're a mobile search or you're, uh, you know, searching job listings. When is all that going to get rolled up into some kind of a three-dimensional, um, uh, I want to call it, let's say, like a collaboratively filtered, so recommendation engine thing that tells me what I want to know before I need to know it and is in a different UI than the box with the words. Um, I, I, think, I think that, that will, a lot of that will come with Vista, and part of it is scary for What's people Vista? because in, in order to allow people to, to be able to have that type of experience, You've got to be sending the big evil search companies all your personal data. Don't we anyway? Well, and see, that's the conundrum. I mean, when you sit down at a restaurant and you hand them your credit card, you know, that 17-year-old can go and do whatever they want to with all your financial history. So it's, it's more of a mental block that we have that, you know, we don't understand that. We've been giving this information away for 25 years anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's still a real issue that you have to you have to overcome. Now you know with, with the ability of right now the Google Desk Bar and, and I haven't installed version four of that, but you know I know the capabilities are there and definitely with a lot of stuff that that is coming out in Vista, Microsoft is going to understand based upon the documents on your machine, based upon your website history, if you allow them to, um, based upon your passport that you have on your account. They're going to understand what specific things that that you're interested are, the, the the specific things that you're interested in, and whenever you're doing searches on MSN Search, they're going to be able to return result sets back. And so, for instance, if you search for Apple on your computer and you're a technology geek, they're going to return back technology-related things about Apple computer. Mm-hmm. If you're a farmer, you're going to get information about farming, you know, and so on. Um, and it's going to make it very interesting for marketers out there and for people that, that have products, especially when it comes down to, you know, all of the joy that we see with website analytics. That stuff's going to become very, going to become very complicated in the future because we're no longer going to have this carte blanche to say across the entire planet, if I rank high for this keyword, everybody's seeing my brand now. All right. So I see that there are some things happening. You've given me some glimmers of hope that this will become even more interesting for us and all of us collectively in our lives. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to finish off with your blog and your podcast and those kinds of things, but will you come back so we can get, like, the real story about what happened with Zunch and whether you're really (laughs) a search marketing company or a search technology company? Absolutely, and I I will tell you whatever the lawyers will let me tell you. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be boring. How do we get the real (laughs) information? there's, There's plenty out there. (laughs) <laughs> I know there are. <laughs> All right, so tell us tell us about your blog and tell us about the podcasting you've been doing. Well, the blog itself is is theagencyblog.com and that is um That's a fantastic you know, URL. How did you get that? theagencyblog.com. You know, Dave Wilkie, our our creative director, um that was the first thing he said when I shot him an email and said, I, I, I got this URL, his first response was, how, did no, how come nobody already had that? I don't know. I know agency.com owns agency blog. I don't think they're using it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, got lucky. So, you know, I, I got in there and nobody had, had picked up on it. Um, maybe anyway, lucky, maybe smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but uh, the it's it's a smattering of a lot of stuff. It's pretty quirky. Uh, there's a lot of inside jokes that go in on it. Um, there's a lot of communications with people that go on. I mean, literally, especially when I'm traveling, I do a lot of posting to that thing to let people know what I'm doing and, and even communicating back here at the office. It and, seems like uh, it's, um, uh, in a lot of ways it's a MoBlog. You're doing you're, oh, yes. you're snapping a lot of mobile pictures and sending them to your blog, aren't you? Yes, and, yeah. and that's where I get almost all my traffic. The comments I get on the blog is that people like 
to, to get up on it because they just they just like to see where we're at and what we're doing. And, and, the, mm-hmm. and you don't have to post words. They just like to see the picture, see the location, and they move on. Absolutely. So, I love the pictures. Okay. So, so that's theagencyblog.com. And uh, we hope that our listeners will go there and give you some snarky comments. Yeah, yeah have at it. All right. And uh, you're doing some podcasting. Yes, uh, we are. We are in the beta stages of of starting to to, to do some podcasting, and and this is basically an exercise in getting down the process of, you know, from start to finish, soup to nuts, creating a podcast out of nothing, doing all the creative, doing all the copy for it, getting personalities up, um, producing the podcast, launching it, and then and then generating consistent website analytics on this thing that will then tie into other internet properties. It's it's something that's basically an experiment. We we hope it doesn't really take off, frankly, because you know we're we're not a company that's prepared to support a, a podcasting network. Um, but we definitely uh, want to make sure that people understand that we have the skill sets across the board to take care of them when it comes to podcast consulting and, and take care of everything from soup to nuts um, with with deploying these things and, and generating you know reasonable. Um, amounts of data that can that can show ROI on these things. Sounds like there might be a good match for you with WebmasterRadio.fm. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, sure they want to buy us shows, out, they can. They? Tell Brandy yeah. to give us a call. They can buy us out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you know, Brandy, she's rolling in dough, that girl, so I'll oh, let yeah. her know. She can open up her checkbook anytime for you. <laughs> okay. Giovanni Gallucci, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Um, promise me that you'll come back so I can tell, talk to you some more. Just give me 10 minutes notice and I'll be there. Ten minutes. I like it. All right. right. Uh, Giovanni Gallucci, Managing Partner of Kinetic Results, LLC. Thank you for coming on. We're going to go to a break, and we'll come back because we found Dillup. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. Text link ads com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. It's a little pet peeve of mine, right? Go on the web and somebody writes up about me and they put web gorilla, as in the monkey, not gorilla, like, you know, warfare, terrorist. We're gonna do the monkey. Hi, this is Greg Bozer. Do the monkey. A.K.A. Monkey Boy. Sometimes I get a little pissy. I gotta tell you, dude, he made you look like a good chimp. He did. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're confusing me. Monkeypicks.co.uk. Funny bastard, isn't he? I swear to God, if you play that promo one more time, I'm publishing the photo. How much you got, Gorilla, in the window? Now, 
back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, Susan back here. Uh, I have Dilip De Silva, the president and chief executive officer of Tribal Fusion on the line. Dilip, hello. Hi, Susan. You made Hi. it, man. I thought you Hi. were I thought we were gonna give up on you. I know, I have to apologize. A typical fashion, I assumed uh it was the West Coast time and we're the center of the universe. And I assumed it was gonna be twelve o'clock West Coast time, so You know, I do that all the time. And when you de- and you like me, I'm sure we're dealing with people in every time zone, literally around the world. It feels like some days, and so I understand. I'm just glad you're here because I know we've been both looking forward to having this time to talk. Yeah, I'm glad too. Glad I made it. So, so I got some questions. I've got some Dillip questions. Um, the first one is that you started out. You're an engineer. You're you're the CEO of Tribal Fusion, but you started out as the guy who wrote the code at. Flycast and Engage, is that right? That's right, that's right. My background is software. So you have a BS in bioengineering. I, I don't even know what the hell that is. What is bioengineering? Oh, it's, it's, it's making artificial limbs, uh, that kind of stuff. It's a BS, so, you know, I think at the BS level, I, I realized I needed a PhD really to do anything substantial. Wow, but so bioengineering is things like artificial, it's the, it's the, um, it's when organic and technology merges, is that kind of what it is? Exactly, that's right. Oh, so you got started there and then you went off into building ad-serving solutions, that's a, you know, natural segue. How'd that happen? Uh, well, I'm actually, you know, my background is software, so for about eight years I spent in Silicon Valley moving around, doing consulting uh, jobs, and the one thing I actually I really love computers and so and developing software. And I spent I would work four months out of the year uh, contracting, and then eight months out of the year I, I do my own thing, just playing around. And one of those consulting like jobs was, uh, uh, you know, it was very early on in the internet. It was the, the end of '96, and it, I was actually choosing between Hotmail and Flycast Communications, and 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 thought the challenges with Flycast were more interesting. Uh, and and took that position and end up you know joining them and end up building their whole ad serving system, which then re- went on to uh, become Engage's ad serving system until they they went under. Uh, and whatever happened with that Engage technology? It it just died once Engage shut down the whole Flycast network. Uh, they didn't use it again. Uh, but I left actually a lot earlier. I left in '97. I I was very impatient uh, yeah. and and started working on on a tribal fusion system. Uh, you know, it was '97. It took me. It took me a lot longer to build it the second time, partly because I was building something else. I over-engineered it in typical fashion, and then, uh, and then, uh, at the time we wanted to launch the company, it was it was almost it was the, in the middle of 2000. Uh, I at that time did not realize that you know the whole you know bubble was bursting. Yeah. And and was still looking for VC funding uh, and and. My assumption was, you know, the venture capitalists would come in, they would put in a management team, and eventually I'd go off and start something else. Uh, but that didn't happen at all. You know, none of the venture capitalists were interested in anything to do with online advertising at the time. Well, especially and, with ad serving. I mean, it's still, unbelievably to me, it's still an anathema in the industry, which I don't understand. We, let's talk about that in a minute. Let's finish your story off and let's figure out why ad serving is not, you know, lauded instead of considered to be this horrible commoditized product. But well, go ahead, tell me your story about, so, so you ended up running so, the company yourself because you couldn't get any VC funding. That's right. So the, the, the main model when we started out was a self-service model, very, very much like, like Google's model where you, you go in, uh, you use your credit card, you upload your banners, you click start, and immediately it starts serving. Yeah. So very quickly, you know, that model did not, at that time, there just weren't enough advertisers. And we, we then converted our model back to this, this kind of ad network model where we go after large advertisers and, and, and you know, large publishers and build, you know, kind of this reach model. Uh, and uh, so, you know, the one great thing about, about not having venture capital at that time is that I, I then got the chance to actually run the company and learn all the aspects of it, you know, while I was forced to do that. And now, what's I'm the, let me ask you okay a question about that. What's the, what's the thing that you do the best? Because, you know, it, a lot of people think that people who come from the engineering world don't make great CEOs. I mean, it's, it's actually often an aberration that a person who's very technical is really good at running a business. What do you think, based on your background, is the thing you do the best from a CEO perspective because you are who you are? And what is the thing that you drive 
everybody who works with you crazy about? <laughs> I drive them crazy about a lot of things, but uh, what are the, I think what the, are the, the thing three? I do the best is is uh, I actually I I think I'm very good at seeing what's going to come in the future and then and then executing on it. So I'm okay. good at the big picture, and I'm also good at making sure that I, we can deliver on stuff. So okay. I, you know, in fact, because I built all the technology, uh, I know that the last 10% takes a ton of effort, and getting something to production takes a lot of effort. Uh, so that's what I'm good at. I'm, you know, I, I don't think I'm very good at managing people on a day-to-day basis. So I'm not a good day-to-day manager. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm actually a doer, and so I get other people to manage people. Who, uh, who in your so. company is really the person who manages the people the best? Uh, well, I, I think all our managers are, are very good. We have a, a team of seven or eight managers, and I, I, you know, I've got people who've, who have a lot of experience managing other people. So I actually think they're all very good in all the departments. That's good. Uh, I'm, I'm just how the many one people are How many people ahead. work at Tribal Fusion right now? Uh, we have about uh, 80 people in Tribal Fusion. So Jesus, Philip, that's a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a lot of people for somebody who's never managed anyone before. But, well, uh, it's good to know you, that you. It's good for you to admit that that's maybe not your strength, and that you've surrounded yourself with people who can do that for you. Yeah, because I'll yeah. tell you, there are in reality, there's lots of people who can manage people. There are not a lot of people who can look into the future and understand where technology is going and build your business to meet the future. That that is a fantastic attribute, and if you truly have that, then that's the thing you should herald about yourself and really continue to, um, you know, continue to, 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 to work on and to foster that part of you because that, I mean, that is really, you're lucky in that way that if you think that is a, is a capability of yours, really, really keep working it. Yeah, and I think, I think another advantage uh, is that, you know, this is the media space and, and technology plays a big role in the media place and so there's a lot of media is you know strictly media companies, but I think in the end the winners will be the technology companies that can apply technology to media, and yeah. you know you see that I'm, in Google. So I'm looking at um, the latest issue of Media Post Publications, their OMA magazine, which of course is my competitor. But what do I care? They do a fantastic job with this. I I, uh, I think Toby Elkin, the editor, does a great job with that publication. And one of the things they have in it, I think every issue, is a list of the top ad networks. And I look at that, I mean, if, if I were you and I looked at that list, it's, you know, advertising.com, Value Click Media, Tribal Fusion, they have you as number three right now, and I'd like to hear if you think you're number three or not, 24-7, Kasali, CPX Interactive, I've never even heard of them, I'm sure I'll get a call after the show, Blue Lithium, Drive PM, Burst Media, Ad Pepper, Revenue.net, Adtegrity, Specific Media, Adynamics. Ad dy- it must be ad dynamics. Listen to me, I'm such a dork. <laughs> Vendar, a hurricane, Euroclick, value ad, expert click, and then good old undertone networks leading up the rear. Does that just does that freak you out, or does that tell you that they're you know like when you look at that list, what do you do? Oh, you know, so I don't think that list is totally comprehensive. I think there are even more ad networks out there. Oh, God, I actually, sure. it doesn't freak me out at all. I, th- I think this so this space is very hot. And uh, actually, over the last four or five years, nobody wanted to be in the ad network space. And uh, now just every, you know, all the investors want to get into it. All, you know, a ton of entrepreneurs want to get into it. A lot of companies that are in other spaces, larger companies, uh, want to get into the ad network space. And it doesn't. It doesn't. It's, I think it's a very exciting time. And I think, you know, there'll be, there'll be lots of challenges. And, and I actually like the competition. I think it pushes you to innovate much faster. And we're doing that. So. Who on this list do you feel is your real competition? Clearly, you look at not the sites that they, that they partner with, because, you know, you can go out and get any site you want if you really want to, right? But I think, you tell me if that's true or not, but you're looking at them, if I, if I know you at all, you're looking at what their technology is, what their infrastructure is, what they're building for the future that you have a view into. Who, are you, who do you think is interesting on this list? Uh, so, so to some extent, I, I, you know, I would like to say we have no competitors, but we have oh, a ton come of competitors. Oh, come on, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> right, that's right. We have, a, we have a ton of competitors, but they don't all overlap with us directly. They overlap with us in, in different ways. So some of them go directly after similar kinds of publishers or similar kinds of inventory. Others overlap with us in the types of advertisers that they go after, but not, none of them have the exact same strategic model. But, you know, if I looked at the list... I'd say, you know, the, the ones that the larger companies like uh, Advertising.com, Value Click Media are the ones, you know, we, I'm always looking at the bigger companies. I don't look at my back. 
to see, you know, which smaller companies are catching up to us. Yeah. Although I'd say 24-7 Real Media, even if on this list they're under you, they've, they've built a lot of technology into that business, right? That, no, that's right. Uh, actually, I have a lot of respect for a lot of the companies that are under us. I think that list is a little bit, you know, we, uh, we consider us as one of the top three uh, networks, but that list is, I, I, I believe it's sorted by reach uh, and not, you know, yeah, you can sort it in many different ways. You're right. Yeah, I mean, the quality of the, the, the content, uh, you know, the, the actual revenues, but that's, reach is one way, and there are many ways you can get reach. Uh, it's not the most important metric. Mm-hmm. And so tell me about, here, here's one of the things that I don't think that the ad networks are doing well, you included. Um, I just don't think that any of you are doing anything to specifically differentiate yourselves to the marketers and the agencies. I, I feel like, now, I'm, so I have one of your ads. Um, it's the one where, it's a print ad, and it's the one where um, it's the little butler's silver dome that goes over the food and you know, the butler's lifting it up, and underneath it it says, expect more a tribal fusion, we're deeply committed to the success of our clients' online campaigns. We work closely with our clients to carefully craft each media plan to deliver the target audience as effectively as possible. Then there's three kind of categories on the, on the plate, on the silver salver that you're serving up here. Visible site list instantly, insights that make your job easier, custom channel and special placements. So I look at that and I think, you know, if, if I'm a marketer, I put my marketer's hat on because I've bought a lot of media in my life. And I think... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see anything unique here. I don't. But then again, I'm not saying this is just tribal fusion. I don't. I don't really see much unique from anybody. Like you guys are doing a really shitty job differentiating yourself. If you've got all this technology, what are what are you doing for me as a marketer? That's the part I still feel like is really missing in your in your industry. Well, I, actually, I, so I, I think there is a lot of differentiation between the companies. I think the problem is there's a lot of companies, so it's very confusing. And so it's confusing for the marketer to sort out which are the networks or which are the vendors that, that uh, you know, have a completely different product. And I think this, this will it'll remain this way until the, the market consolidates. So, but, what, so differentiate for me. Tell me what so, Travel so Fusion does is, different is, than the, other top, the top four. What's different between the top four? So one of the things is the visible site list. So not all the networks actually, you know, if you go to our website, and this has been from our inception, you can go to see the sites, all the sites we represent. We, so we stand behind the quality. With, oftentimes marketers think with, with a network, you're getting a, you know, you don't know where your sites are, your ads are running. It's somewhat blind. You could, uh, you could, your ads could show up in a site that with inappropriate content. So we, right. we stand behind the quality. Uh, and you do so that, a really good job with that. I want to I say that, all of your marketing and the way that your website is built lets me know that uh, you as a company are very transparent. You have a very open kimono relationship with your customers. So I, I want to give you kudos for that, even though I still think you've got a long way to go to show me how you're different. Keep going. So, well, the second way is, is, is a diffi- it's difficult for us to market this, but it's our service. Uh, we, we give every client a dedicated account rep. This is both on the publisher side and on the advertiser side, and we make sure that they're successful. And, and the third way is actually the, the ROI they get in the campaigns. And this is kind of why we've been successful in business is that when people advertise with us, at the end, all they care about is, you know, that, that there's value behind those me- the, the media they're buying and they get an ROI. And we, you know, behind that is actually technology. And some of the other companies have technology, but we, we rarely talk about technology in our marketing media. And I think this is partly because I come from the technology background. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I undervalue it or undermarket it. Uh, and it's, Although we have, I, I consider we have one of the best technology, best technology ad serving systems out there. Uh, Why the is best. it best? What, what is it about your ad serving system that's better? Well, it, it does real time optimization. So every but every doesn't impression. Doesn't everybody do that? No, they actually do it in batches. Uh, some of them just do. Uh, they all they do is they cut out the sites one at a time. You know, sites that don't perform, they eliminate them. As well, we we in real time shift the impressions to where the to the. To the sites that work, it looks at user behavior. It looks at you know what the user has done in the past, and and really, it's almost like inside the ad server, there's a little brain that's kind of working for for the ad campaign, and it's trying to choose the absolute best impressions for this campaign, and it's competing with all the other campaigns. And so, in many ways, it's this kind of global optimization. How how do I get this my campaign succeeding as quickly as possible? Now, now, one of the things that I think marketers don't, you know, they look at networks and look at, oh, yeah, it's just this big reach. Uh, you know, they have a ton of reach, and it's one kind of channel. But, you know, when a marketer buys, typically they'll buy a whole bunch of channels. They'll buy individual sites. 
a ton of individual sites, and, and maybe they'll buy networks, they'll buy portals. And in order to optimize their campaign, they, you know, they, what they do, they negotiate all these individual contracts, and then they, in order to optimize their campaign, they'll cancel contracts. Whereas when you buy with a network, it's automatically finding what sites work, and it does these, all these little mini-tests on all the sites and then eliminates sites that don't work and does this without any, you know, having to renegotiate contracts. And so very quickly we can get a campaign that works. And, you know, it's on these very deep sites, you know, sites that have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, very targeted users. And so you're not getting, you know, just one vertical. You're, you're testing out a whole bunch of different verticals and very quickly finding what works. Okay. I, I know you're going to be pissed at me, but <laughs> I, hope you'll, I hope you'll forgive me someday. I, I don't know. This, so- this sounds to me like the same thing everybody says. I just don't, I just, and I'm not saying that it's you specifically, Dilip, or Tribal Fusion specifically. I'm, I'm talking about this just kind of whole ad network marketplace. I, I just no, don't no, so think I, I will agree. You know, so that's, it is actually true. You know, so a lot of, so for instance, when I say quality of sites, right, every network will claim quality right, of sites. Right, and service and ROI. And, service and, and there's, there's nothing here that's distinct from one company to another. There's no, not one of you is coming to me and saying, you know, I can, I can absolutely guarantee the closed loop offline three days from now of the credit card application or, or whatever it might be. There's, there's nothing that's oriented to it. Everybody seems to be selling their, their the, the same way, first of all. Everybody's selling, you know, the, the same stuff. You happen to be more upfront and more transparent about it, which I give you kudos for. There's, there's a... Um, there's some feeling that you get from your company that's uh, more emotionally connected than there is from uh, some other companies, but, but nobody's nailed the technology from the perspective of the marketer. You're all talking about optimizing campaigns and, you know, being on the right sites and things like that, but what's my, re- what's my real business? It's not just about ROI. It's about, it's, it's about so much more than that. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, so I, I think it's more a marketing issue. Uh, yeah. The problem is we can't go out there and say, yes, we have quality sites, because everybody else says that. Exactly. And I, I, think, I think the problem is with certain things like quality and trust, you actually can't go out there and say it. But even, and, and the problem in our space is everyone is saying it. That's and right. those kind of things you actually have to earn. And yeah. the only way you earn them is actually through your one-on-one relationships with your clients. And I think if you talk to our clients, you'd find that, yeah, we do have quality. You talk to publishers and advertisers, they, they, they sense that. But, it, you know, that takes a long time to build. And that's why I'm also not concerned about, you know, all these competitors coming up, because those kind of things are difficult to build. And when we look at what differentiates us, that's why I don't, I don't view it as technology. It's really a strategic difference in how we operate our business. And, and these things take time to build. Well, it's not going to stop either, because, I mean, I just was reading about another, another company, uh, you probably recognize these names, Rick Thompson, Larry Braitman, Russ Fraden. They're starting another oh, yeah, ad yep. network, Adify.com. What do you think about that? Uh, well, you know, those guys actually sat out the whole last three or four years, and I think, I think they're coming back in when it's, when it's a hot space again. Yeah. Uh, I think there's that's a ton of other smart companies. Or stupid? Well, you know, I, I think they, they view it as a, as a good, you know, a lot of investors are getting in, and it might be a good time to, to, uh, to build a company when the space is hot and make some money. Uh, yeah. I think they'll have challenges. I don't think it's as easy as it was in the past. And uh, I, I'm, I, you know, I definitely, I, I definitely keep keep an eye on them. But I'm not, you know, I think there are a whole bunch of other companies that are innovating, and there are larger companies moving in space. And and they're my my main concern. Mm-hmm. Not not these smaller companies. I don't think I don't think I'm not worried about any of the smaller companies at all. Anyone starting out now. One of the things that always worried me was it seemed like with this massive list of, of ad network companies, one of the saving graces of your business recently has been that marketers seem to actually finally, after 10 frigging years, be interested in ad targeting. What a concept. I can remember in 1999, 2000, killing myself to sell targeting to my customers when I was at Excited Home. And... Uh, no, nobody wanted to pay like even ten or fifteen percent premium for tar- for targeting. They're like, oh no, it's not going to pay off. We we almost couldn't get it to pay off. I see that being really, you know, behavioral targeting has been kind of one of the hot. You know, if it's not podcasting, it's BT. That's been very hot over the last eighteen months. Um, how is targeting work? Is it working? And what's working in your business? 
Oh, targeting is most definitely working. You know, when we, when you think of marketers, I, I, I won't put them all in the same. I think there's, there's a whole variety of marketers, and there's people that are very savvy and know what's going on and really utilizing the Internet well, and there's others that have, are just getting on right now. And so there's you know, a whole spectrum of different types of marketers out there. But targeting most definitely works. And there's, what's really interesting is there's all kinds of different types of targeting, and they'll, they'll, you know, some solutions work for some advertisers and others you work for other advertisers. I know behavioral right now is, very, is a hot topic, but I, I just look at it as another tool in your toolbox. And so, you, you know, behavioral is one, contextual is one, you know, just looking at what the user is doing, what the user is doing on the advertiser side. Uh, all these are very important. Uh, and, you know, you, you try to use all of them in order to form an optimized campaign. And that's kind of what, you know, uh, the way I look at an ad serving system is it's a decision. You know, it, it, at any instance, it's trying, when it gets a request, it's trying to dis- uh, decide what is the best campaign to serve at this time or what campaign will, will, will generate the highest return from this user at this site, you know, with these past behaviors. And, and so I, I think we're very, very early on in, in building the optimal solutions. I, I think a lot, what's, what's happening right now is a lot of companies are coming with a certain perspective. They're either coming from search or they're coming from the media side, uh, you know, and that perspective is coloring how they view this space. And in time, I think the companies that succeed are the ones that can, can come at it from different perspectives and have different ways of monetizing that inventory. So you know, may, you know, it may be behavioral, it may be contextual, it may be local, it may be you know, broad reach campaigns, it may be video, and uh, you know, it's a, an opportunity comes in and they'll have many different ways to monetize that, that opportunity. All right. You, you are, let's move off of the world of ad networks and talk specifically about using networks. Um, at, at, at Ad Tech San Francisco, which is, oh, God, less than two and a half weeks, um, you're on a panel. Um, so, Sue, so you see, I, I really do believe in ad networks because I programmed an entire panel about them. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be, it's not, it's supposed to be um, practical usage advice. So, um, in dealing with ad network technology, what can you know, what's available to you as a marketer, et cetera, Char Van Boskirk, the senior analyst of Forrester Research, is moderating. You're on the session. Uh, Gurbash Chahal from Blue Lithium is on the session. I'm sure you know him. <laughs> Dave yes, Ivano over at ValueClick. And then just, for, just to mess things up a little, I put Tim Choate from Optimus on there because I know he's not an ad network. You pointed that out to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have somebody who takes a little bit of a different angle on some of these panels. Um, how do you think you're possibly – I mean – there's listeners here who are coming to ad tech, and they're going to look at that session. They're going to go, that's going to be a pitch fest. Those guys are all going to pitch their companies. How are you going to keep this from being a pitch fest? What kind of stuff are you going to bring to this session that people can take away and become actionable? Yeah, I, don't, I, you know, I really hope it doesn't become a pitch set because I think yeah. it's an opportunity to educate buyers on ad networks and why they're effective. I think there's a lot of people that still have, you know, uh, they may have certain past impressions of ad networks. and I think it's a chance for all of us to change that. Uh, and I think also at the same time, uh, you know, there's a ton of uh, the options out there, and it'll help us, you know, help the the, the audience sort through the options. Uh, but I think it's a great opportunity for us. Well, and you're also doing a lunch forum. You're buying people lunch on Wednesday too, aren't you? I'm, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> you are. Um, so your marketing people probably set that up. But there's a Tribal Fusion Lunch Forum on Wednesday at the lunch break, and it's the same kind of thing, only instead of your competitors being in the room, it's all about you. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. It's a workshop. That's right. It's a workshop. You're doing yeah, yeah. a workshop. No, exactly. That that. Yep. Are you going to go to that? Uh, yeah, I will go to that, definitely. Good. Uh, I, I think it's a great opportunity for us to meet people who are interested in using us and also people who are using us currently today, both on the advertiser and the publisher side. So. Now, where is Tri- Tribal Fusion's office? Well, our main office is in Emeryville, California, which is uh-huh. uh, right across the Bay Bridge Early. from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So. And... Um, uh, so people, if they want to stop by and really learn more, they can come see you, right? Oh, most definitely, yes. Yeah. And where do you live? I live uh, about 10 minutes away in yeah. Albany, and I, I think that's why our office is right here, because I live here. Yeah. So, so it's very and convenient what, for me. what's Albany like? Is that kind of a bedroom community outside of Berkeley? That's right. It's right next to Berkeley. A lot of people, you know, went to uh, Cal Berkeley, but, and I didn't go there, but it's, it's yeah, it's a bedroom, it's community right next to the university community, and it's great. The East Bay is a great place to live. And are you married? I am married, and I have three kids. 
Three kids. Three Good kids. for I you. Know. How old are they? Uh, five, four, and three. No, let's, let's see. Five, three, and two. Wow, you've got some babies at home, huh? That's right. I have my hands full. It's very challenging. And Tribe of Fusion's a baby, too. Exactly. So that's four babies. <laughs> well, you're, it's, a, it's a five-year-old baby? How old is Tribal Fusion? Tri- well, it, I started about seven years ago, but we launched, really launched in January of 2001 when we started doing business. Yes. So, so, so five years. Yeah, five years old. That's right. Yeah. Around the same time, I had, I had the, uh, uh, the first child. So. And where did you grow up? I originally grew up in India, uh, but and my parents immigrated when when I was about thirteen years old, and and then you know went to high school and college out here. So, and um, yeah, because you went where'd you go to high school? In Southern California, in LA. In LA, so you've lived in a lot of different places. Yeah, in the U.S., I don't really have a place I call home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where, where do you call around. home? Where do I call? I don't have a place I call home. I've li- in fact, I've lived in Albany the longest. Okay. So. Well, maybe it's time to call that home. Yeah, I know. That's right. That's right. Now, the first time I met you was in the Hyatt Tower in Shanghai. Is that right? That's right. That's right. That was great. That was great. We had people from all over the world drinking martinis up at the Hyatt. At, what was it, like the 40th or 50th floor? It was, some ma- it was like a huge tower, wasn't it? That's right. It was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed going to it was very Shanghai was very impressive. In fact, I was, that was the first time I'd been to China, and was very impressed. Me too. It blew me away. Yep. And uh, are you planning to go to AdTech London or Paris or Berlin or Sydney or any of those? I hope I can. I we're just very busy, so I, I, I enjoyed AdTech Shanghai. I'll probably try to make a couple of those uh, and see what it's like. Uh, I think they're also having AdTech India. Is that right? Well, you know, you know me. Remember at that event, I was like grabbing all the people from India and bringing them over to the DMG people and saying, tell them how big the market is in India because I want to do Ad Tech India. So I was completely working it. I had had two martinis and I was like <laughs> dragging every Indian person over to Mark Carr saying, let's do Ad Tech India. Do you remember that? Did I, did I press you into service during that time? Yep, yep, you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's I saw it in print. It's on the schedule. It's 2007. So fingers crossed, Ad Tech India. Doesn't that sound great? Oh, I'll definitely go to that one. So me too, man. I'm psyched to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, I kind I kind of worked it over today on the show because I'm 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 only interested in the companies like yours getting really really tight on your messaging and differentiation because you know I'm all right. You're the you're the coding guy. I'm the marketing girl. Right. I want to see you be successful and get more and more and more customers. And so you've got to expose some of that capability of engineering, just like you've exposed your heart, which you clearly have, in your marketing. And uh, I think once you find the perfect combination of the rational and the irrational, uh, you can shoot up to number one. And I, I have my fingers crossed and my best wishes for you to do that. Oh, well, that's the goal. So. Yay. That sounds great. <laughs> Dilip. Thanks for getting on the line. I'm glad we finally found you. Have a great day, and I'll see you in two and a half weeks at AdTech San Francisco. We are off for the day, and I'll see you next week. Listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Susan Bratton. Take care. a lover find a friend and make them a lover get close every thursday night as webmaster radio presents between the sheets four hours of romantic love songs to get you in only on webmasterradio.fm Webmasterradio.fm